It is good back to be on just audio, though. Oh, it's kind of nice. Don't have to worry about your appearing. face in front of the microphone. You can put the mic anywhere you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three, nice. two, one, action. What's up, guys? As we have mentioned, we are back doing just a podcast episode that will drop Monday, um, well, I guess Tuesday morning. Monday night wouldn't be. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, Sometime it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll do it. As, as soon as we're done recording, I'll just throw it on. That way it's always there. It'll be it'll be current, evented, and everything. We're good. Yeah, absolutely. The, the main reason was we wanted to do more because we're getting so many people on the Facebook show that are basically wanting to interact and, and things around that nature. So we want to have a place where we can sit down and just talk about the sports topics because we do get off topic. We don't get to talk about just general sports topics as much as we would like to because of interaction, which is a good thing. But we want to have a platform to just talk about sports again. So Right, and this is also for kind of the casual listener as well. Yeah. So that way they're not, you know, they hear us on the audio talking to someone offline and they're just kind of like, well, what's going on here? But no, this is easier. Still, it's just me and Derek. Uh, we're just going to talk about what happened this past weekend, talk about any news that might just come up out of the blue and um, relay our yeah. thoughts to you guys. Plus, two episodes is never a bad thing. No, absolutely so, not. More content is never negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, g- I got all the free time in the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. All right. So what do you <laughs> want to get into first, Greg? There's some big news today in the NFL. We'll review some of the games. We'll talk about the NCAA basketball rankings, uh, preseason eight people. Yeah. We'll talk about the rankings right now for college football with the uh, first playoff ranking coming out next week. And uh, a couple other things in the NBA coming up. What do you want to start? I mean, I think we have to start with the biggest news of this whole weekend, which is the fact that only one week into the NBA season, we now have our first controversy. Yeah. So if you did not see, um, there was an altercation between, started with Brandon Ingram and James Harden underneath the hoop after James or, uh, <coughs> Ingram drove the lane. Basically, he shoved Harden. CP3 came over. Rondo got in his face. It looked at because I was watching this at the bar. Mm-hmm. It looked like CP3 just put his finger in Rondo's eye, and then they started swinging. Ingram Oof. came over and swung. Obviously, with more footage and CP3 saying that it came after Rondo spit. Apparently, you can see from the video now. Th- there was a video that came out that looked like. Carmelo Anthony accidentally spit on CP3. Yeah, I saw that, which made you, this okay. even which made this even more of a controversy than it already was, and yep. I yep. just find it hilarious. But what's funny is you would expect Rondo to be the one to actually poke someone's eye out of all people. Yeah, that too, was very Chris weird. Paul. So like, I don't, I at the moment wasn't quite sure if C, if Rondo said something or what it was because I have never seen that attitude from CP3. I have never seen Chris Paul get that heated in a game before i've seen him have have emotion yeah, he's had altercations that, and, and shoving and blah 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 but never stick his finger in someone's eye that's right. like a, a no-no negative all the time oh absolutely and what's crazy is obviously this resulted in numerous suspensions uh chris paul yep. is suspended for two games uh rajon rondo is suspended for three games and brandon ingram was suspended for four games uh you in favor of the suspension length and yeah, kind of how it's divvied out i don't care at all it's literally the beginning of the season four games is going to be nothing for any of them um i will say though that brandon ingram was happy with his suspension because he thought it'd be a lot longer which is funny to me 
um, that he thought his suspension was going to be way worse. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, you know what? You don't really see a lot of the long extended suspensions in the NBA. I don't know if it's just because Adam Silver is kind of lenient with that stuff, or it's just, or it's just like you're never going to see anything like the the Pistons Pacers brawl that well, will result I, in something like that. I think it comes down to the fact that you don't play that team that often. Yeah. So. You might have to worry about this again a couple more times. That's it. Um, Maybe so, playoffs, but that that's kind of like a yeah, pipe dream. Yeah, but the, these four games... Like Ingram's not going to go shove, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe he is. Maybe we find out Ingram is a, like a POS, and you're just worried about <laughs> it. Or Rondo just spits on people. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised at the latter. <laughs> no, no. But what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is, I don't see this happening next game or the next game or whatever. So it's one of those things where it's just here's your like small suspension in the grand scheme of things. Um, unless the Rockets are going to try to go for the Warriors' record. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll it's, see what happens. With it's it. it's like a slap on the wrist, if anything. So I mean, I don't I don't see yeah the worst. Yeah, I don't the see the yeah I don't see anything really coming from this. I mean, yeah, like you said, the next time they're probably going to see each other will be later in the season, yep. or even playoffs will be first round. So hundred percent. Yeah. So we'll see. As I try and divvy up how I yeah boy thank sitting. thank God we're not on video right now we're well, just I like messed up with all my the mics. arm if I if I would have set it up not like thank you for setting up not to <laughs> but I would have put the arm farther away ah because okay. we have like I have my I have to reach to the laptop oh okay so that's why I'm, like and it swung below but whatever okay, okay so um, lesson learned for next week then eh, whatever I'll set up <laughs> I'll set up next week all right fair. we'll see what happens um actually let me see. I could just tighten things but whatever so yeah that was that was the big controversy in the NBA there really wasn't anything else I mean um, Lakers did end up losing that game. Ingram played really well up to that point. Mm-hmm. I thought that Rondo had a decent game. Lance Stevenson needs to stop shooting threes and then <laughs> running away from the three, celebrating while he misses. So we'll Boy, see that, happens, that was a that was a brick and a half when that happened. Yeah, too. I'm just happy Oof. the NBA is back at this point and the Lakers look like they have a chance at something. Any early indications that uh, kind of surprised you or something that maybe is like you know I don't want to say disappointment, but is about it the whole season? Yeah, or? is it something to worry you right now? Maybe. No, not at all. No. Nope, I'm fine with everything. Um, the one thing I did want to bring up too, though, is that Trey Young, 35 points uh, against the Cavs, and dude was just throwing threes. Um, it was insane. Like, he was just throwing up threes like it was nobody's business, and it was awesome. How many shots did he take, actually? I'm, actually, I'm assuming it had to have been a high percentage, I'm guessing. I don't know off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, but dude literally was just tossing up. Let me see if I can find the notes, but mm. dude, he just looked, he looked like Steph Curry, which is mm. awesome for the Hawks and awesome for Atlanta and awesome for everybody. That's a fan of guys that put up mad threes. Yeah. See, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but I remember when Steph Curry first got brought into the league early Steph Curry, I wasn't really crazy about because I thought he took too many shots. I always thought that it kind of he really they drafted him to yeah. eventually become a point guard and I think he kind of slowly developed into one but at the same time though like as a I feel like as a um, as a team or as an organization you really would want your point guard to be more of a distributor than a shooter not to say it's a bad thing that you have someone who yeah. is an elite scorer but I just I, I don't know. I just kind of would drive me nuts seeing point guards take up so many unnecessary shots. I mean, unless you're Russell Westbrook when you drive to the lane or something like that. But Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know that's that line, but Young is averaging 23 points and 8.3 assists. He oh, is the okay. third youngest, well, I guess the youngest player behind LeBron. So the third to have 35 points and 10-plus assists. Uh, he is 20 years old, 32 days. LeBron was 19 and 88 and 20 and 17 years in day, respectively, when he scored. He is also, though... 
um, the most recent rookie since Steph Curry to have 35 points and 11 assists in a night, which is unbelievable. But it looks wow. like here, Steph Curry. Oh, Steph Curry did it twice. That's why the the dates are there. I thought. Okay, but yeah. So the Cavs. I mean, Colin Sexton looked pretty good for the Cavs, which is exciting for them. They need. Yeah, they really something. need Sexton to look good. Yeah. But I I, th- I don't know. I, I like Trey Young. I like the way he's shooting. I agree. Steph did put up a lot of threes at the beginning of it. Yeah. But if you look at everything as a whole, he also had Clay Thompson who put up a ton of threes. So I, I don't think it looked as bad when the entire team was tossing up threes mm-hmm. for one guy. Yeah. So this is something that I actually realized that you brought this up when you mentioned Colin Sexton. Do you actually? What are kind of the chances do you see the Cavs of even getting to the playoffs this year? Um. You know, the East is pretty weak, All and, and they're not as weak as they used to be, granted, but they are still the East. Um, I, th- I think it's kind of like a mishmash of the top contenders in the East. Like, I would say Boston, Toronto, and Philly are probably the class of the East right now, and yeah. they're all in the same division. Yep. So it's kind of like one of those one of those scenarios where they're essentially going to kind of, I don't want to say beat up on each other a lot, but I just feel like you have one yeah. section that's so top-heavy that I wouldn't be surprised if you see another division you know of one team coming out of nowhere let's count it up right now so we have the boston celtics the 76ers and the raptors all making the playoffs yes that's three yes then you look at the other teams the milwaukee bucks are making the playoffs oh absolutely that's four greek freak looks really good early on he does too yeah he really does i think the wizards are shooing okay five so then you have some teams in there that are mix and match um obviously i think the knicks could make a run if porzingis gets everything going i think the hornets could make a run i think the heat could make a run Mm -hmm. so let's say there's five heat or six Hornets are seven. You're basically looking at the Pistons, the Hawks, the Cavs, and the Knicks all to get in. Like, those are all teams that could do it. Also a sleeper team, and you're going to be surprised with this. Do not be surprised if the Bulls make a run in the playoffs. No, yeah, year. I can see that. I, I, like, I, yeah. I like their team. I really like Markkanen. I think Portis could take that next step this year. And if Chris Dunn could ever learn how to be oh, a decent point guard. What a weird guard. point guard situation Chris Dunn is. Yeah, Chris, just... Chris Dunn and Zach Levine. That's just like a weird... Zach Levine. That's, uh, what a bum. Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, they could make the playoffs. That's why I got into a, a discussion about it. Someone asked me if they if I think the Lakers are making the playoffs, and I said uh, eighth seed. And, I mean, you look at the West right now. Golden State making the playoffs. Rockets making the playoffs. Right. Pelicans probably making the playoffs. Yep. The Timberwolves probably making it. Thunder, yep. Portland, Utah. Like, that's seven right now. Yeah. Those are all really, really strong teams. Right. Even with LeBron on the Lakers, mm-hmm. they're not that great of a team all around. So then you look at the Spurs, I didn't even name, um, Grizzlies, Mavericks, you know what I mean? And These even are the all, Nuggets, too. The yeah. Nuggets have always been on that precipice of getting to the playoffs, and they always fall short every year. Yep. And they're a good team, too. The only teams we can guarantee aren't making the playoffs right now are the Kings and the Suns mm-hmm. and the Clippers. I'll, I'll make that. I'll say that, that those teams are not making the playoffs. All right. I mean, no, I, I would agree that the Kings and the Suns are kind of in that rebuilding phase. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cli- Clippers, they kind of finally got rid of, you know, Lob City. So they're kind of... They're kind oh, of they tri- don't have an identity right now. They don't opinion. right now. I will say they're they're doing the right thing of kind of developing again and trying to get younger. But yeah, it's going to take a while before they, they get Who are they even developing? Well... I know they love Tobias Harris, but they he's do not Tobias Harris. They got, um, they got uh, Shea... Uh, Gregorius Alexander, yeah, their they point do guard. have him out of Kentucky. They also have one of my low-key favorite guys, Martin Gortat. Oh, they yeah. have Patrick Beverly, who's a great defensive point guard. They mm-hmm. have Montrezl Harrell, who I really like. Yeah, the, Louisville. from Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Um. They obviously, had... they got Boban, who's the funniest man on the planet. <laughs> they got <laughs> Lou Williams, sixth man of the year. Oh, Lou Williams um, is a stud. I mean, there's no names on there that really make me shake in my boots. I like Luke uh, Mbamute. 
But there's nothing there that's making me say, oh, that guy, or oh, this guy, or oh, right. this guy. Uh, Avery Bradley had his time in the league where he was really good. Uh, I think Shea could be good, but we'll see what happens with I, him. Absolutely, yeah. So that was kind of like our mini our mini NBA season preview. I like that. Yeah, oh, I, that was I'm, nice. Yeah, I'm glad the NBA's back. It's, it's one of those things where... Um, the NBA and the NHL are very aligned for me when it comes to watching. Like I, the only games I'll sit down and watch are Lakers games or like Golden State Thunder. I'll like put it in. Right. But on a Tuesday night, the Jazz versus the Wizards. I'm not going out of my way to watch it. I so, mean, there can occasionally be some reason to watch if it's close, even. But yeah, that's... yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is it's a very aligned for me in the NHL. Whereas like where if I go to the bar and a game's on, I'll watch it. Right. It's just I'm not going out of my way to watch 90 percent of the games until playoff time. Right. It's kind of like any average fan, too. If you have your team that you're interested in, you're obviously going to be only yep. worried about them, essentially. It's, it's how it is. Absolutely. Hmm. Now, I'm excited I is back, but... Um, Absolutely. I don't think there's any real big storylines right now to talk about other than um, who do you think is going to get MVP this year? Um, <laughs> I... If... You're going to call me crazy on this one, but if, <laughs> if the Lakers can get to the playoffs... I would not be surprised if there's more votes in for LeBron just on that alone. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think LeBron, but I think yeah. my top two contenders this year are guys that are going to take that next step forward are Anthony Davis and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I, I think it's AD's year. I agree with you there. I, I think I think this is their year where they take that next step and be the guys that essentially lead their team to that next level, especially in the playoffs. I think Harden is going to take somewhat of a step back, mainly just because the way that their systems function now, you have Chris Paul, you have um, Clint Capella, you got Melo coming off the bench. You don't really need him to be that. Which, thank God, he came off the bench. Right. You don't really need Harden to be that dynamic scorer that always touches the ball every night. Not to say it's not a bad thing, but it's you don't really need him to be that guy anymore because I think they have some balance now on that roster. Yep, agreed. I, I, I like AD this year. I think they're trying to give it to different players each year. Mm-hmm. The only name um, that I so I, obviously LeBron's gonna be in the mix. I could see uh, the Greek Freak being in the mix. And another name that I like in the mix is Kawhi Leonard. If he really? is able to take a major step and remind us all why he's so great, I, I if he think, can let us know why he's great again, like the, the Kawhi we used to be in love with, mm-hmm. I have no problem with him getting in the topic. Do you think? Do you actually see Kawhi being in a situation where he's kind of? just there and is just going to play out his run and not even put in effort? No, no, no. I think he does what he does best, and that's shut up and play basketball. And I think um, he does that in a way that the Raptors – the Raptors could finish number one in the East right now. That's very um, true. Obviously, the 76ers and the Celtics are favored, but – or favored, but – who knows what's going to happen. So That is very true. I mean, this might be kind of early to discuss right now, but I feel like it, this is going to be a talking point all season now, yeah. especially for Toronto Raptors fans. What are the odds that you think that they can convince Kawhi to stay after this year? Um, I know it's early to talk about, but it's if just... they do well. Um, I think he doesn't mind being in Toronto. I think the reason he wants to go to L.A. is um, just because it's L.A. Yeah. So uh, they have a shot. Do they do it? Probably not, but they have a good shot. Mm-hmm. Like I, I guess I would say their percentage of keeping him is probably high thirties, low forties. Okay. Whereas it's pretty good, but it probably won't happen. I think it depends on how far he's able to take them in the playoffs when they get there. I think proving to the rest of the world and the rest of the NBA, you know, community that you can single handedly be the one to help lead a team to that promised land. I think that's what's going to get him to be able to stick there, especially yeah. because you could say that this is his team and he's kind of proven that. Yeah, agreed, man. I think it is his team. You're right in that, and we'll see what happens with mm-hmm. it. Um, 
any NHL news you want to talk about? I, I have not followed a single second of it. I will tell everyone that flatly. Mm-hmm. The only thing I saw was Sidney Crosby do that commercial, and that was it. <laughs> uh, only thing I, I will say is uh, for NHL fans out there who probably aren't as up to date on their standard stuff, I highly recommend In the Crease on ESPN+. Plus. Highly recommended. Yeah, yeah Linda Cohn, John Bucci-Gross. Um, these are Yeah, Bucci. These are guys that, these are people that love hockey but have never had that platform on SportsCenter to discuss it in depth. So now that this is actually on I like ESPN+. ESPN Plus. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. They do a good job. So, yeah, shout out to anyone who wants to watch more hockey and stuff. I would highly recommend In the Crease. All right, let's go over to college football. Mm-hmm. Just because it is kind of one of those things where, let, let's recap the games and then we'll get into the ifs, ands, or buts because there's no definitive ranking. Yep. Did you watch any of the games this past weekend, Greg? Uh, let's see. I watched Michigan and Michigan State, which, by yeah. the way, did you see that pregame interaction? Yeah, insane insane I, I love college football and that's one of the things i love about it mm-hmm. um i it's funny because i never thought and i get that they're both michigan so it makes sense yeah I, I just always thought they both hated ohio state more than each other oh no it, the, the weirdest way that i've been described to me and i work with a michigan fan so he's all about this the way that's been kind of described is the big brother little brother relationship where yeah, yeah and that's kind of and that was also a driving force with after the game where uh, chase winovich who's a linebacker for um Michigan said basically said yeah we treat them like little brothers sometimes you just got to put them in their place yeah which yeah. is which is funny when you think about it hey but my man Shea Patterson went off and that's all that matters yeah they, he's he's making a case this year although what's surprising is that a lot of draft boards look more are favorably on Dwayne Haskins than Shea Patterson ooh we should look at that at the end of this conversation yes I we not should seen any yet mm-hmm. um no I agreed I, I thought they played well and I thought Michigan uh, continues to prove why they should be ranked Purdue obviously comes in beating Ohio State forty nine to twenty, which is one of, Has- the, one of the most lopsided defeats of a top ranked team ever. Yeah, yeah. Purdue's always a tough team. Purdue's always a good team. They're never this good. No. Um, obviously, Dwayne Haskins, uh, forty nine for seventy three. 470 yards, two touchdowns. He threw 73 times. You should not be throwing 73 times in college. And first off, Ohio State actually has a decent running game. Like, I didn't understand yeah. why they did that. Unless it was one of the, it's like the Big Ben argument where essentially when you fall behind so early, you feel like you're kind of forced to play catch up. Yeah, I can see that. That might have been it. Um, another line, I want to say Alabama comes in beating Tennessee 58 to 21. <sighs> Tua Tugovaloa. Tuga Tagovailoa. 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 That Loa throws me. Yeah, Tagovailoa. I always, I always would say Ola. Yeah. Um, he throws 29 times, 19 completions, 306, four touchdowns. I really think this kid is going to be a number one overall draft pick. It is scary how good this guy is, man. First off, he's a lefty. And I, I, I'm going to sound weird for saying that, but it's almost hard to see a good lefty quarterback in the NFL unless well, you're Steve Young. Yeah, and the tough thing about being a lefty is obviously if you put it in perspective for people that don't understand, your right tackle is now the most important right. position as opposed to your left tackle right so, so. It's, it's it's weird like team building just from that perspective but i dude watching him play he's so good and if you see his interview i saw him on um on a svp show after his one game he said that i have so much more i need to improve on yep. that's a great mindset yeah, he's right a smart there. kid and, and he's one of the first quarterbacks we've seen succeed at alabama mm-hmm. because of himself aj mccarron obviously is arguably the most uh decorated college football quarterback just because of the championships. He doesn't get the accolades due to the fact that he wasn't really a Heisman runner and they had the best team in football every single year. Yeah, which sucks because he was very good college he was a He was a great college quarterback, but I feel like he gets knocked because he was too much of a product of the system. Yep. 
Well, yeah, yeah, like two winning was, was an issue, and it doesn't make sense for me. But I think it was because of the product, of the system. Like people, he got knocked down on draft boards because of how much he won, mm-hmm. and it's like that big thing. Like you're mad at him for being there and winning. Like that's right. his fault. But you it's know, that's it's, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah, two was probably one of the first Bama quarterbacks I think I've seen that succeeded, and he's also so highly regarded just because of how smart and how physical he is. If you watch him play. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, other game I want to talk about: Oregon, number twelve, loses to twenty-fifth ranked Washington, thirty-four to twenty. Yeah. Wow, what a game that was. Mm-hmm. I heard. Uh, I read a thing that Justin Herbert is probably going to come back for his senior year. Actually, I saw that as well. He's yeah. waiting to see on NFL teams, but um, yeah, he's 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 expected to come back for senior year, which makes you think: like, does he not like the lower teams in the draft, or does he actually just want to come back for a year? I don't know because this is the weird thing: is that this is such a weak year for quarterbacks. He would. Arguably, he'd be, be the he'd first be, round pick. Yeah. yeah, he'd arguably be one of the one of the the first quarterbacks taken. So yep. I don't know if it's I, it could be one of those weird scenarios where he doesn't like the teams. But then again, you never know. Hmm. Questionable, because considering the other talents going out, you're right. He would be one of the top ones. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I mean, there weren't really any big other storylines that I care to talk about. But let's get into the right now. Mm-hmm. Power rankings. All right. Top 10 teams. You have Alabama at one, Clemson at two, Notre Dame at three, LSU at four. Right there would be the cutoff of um, the playoffs. After that, you have Michigan at six, Tech or Michigan at five, Texas at six, Georgia at seven, Oklahoma eight, Florida nine, UCF 10, and I'm just going to say it for themselves, Ohio State 11. Yeah. Um, so right now, the playoff would be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU. Like it or hate it? Uh, hate it, I think. Why? Because here, well, first off, here's the reason LSU is not that good. You think LSU's not that good? I watch. I watch them play. Uh, I watch them play a few of their games early. They got so lucky in some of their games. They should not have beaten Auburn. Um, I will say that they they caught Georgia sleeping. Yeah, so that, that that's, game alone makes me think they're deserving. So that to be that top I think they caught Georgia sleeping, but their their quarterback is just not that good, man. Joe Joe Burrow is like I think he's he's one of those guys that just gets lucky in the right situation, and but he his stat lines are always super ugly. I think he has like he throws like thirty percent completion pe- <laughs> completion percentage in most of his games, so it's yeah. just not good. I think they they can rely on their defense to be good because they got some really good guys. Greedy Williams is a stud. Yep, stud they corner. They got defense. Devin White's a stud inside linebacker. Um, it's always the same thing with LSU, man. They never can develop a good quarterback unless you're Jamarcus Russell. <clears throat> well, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think the most important game of the season. Is uh is coming up here on November third. They play Alabama. Yes, they do. That also, I believe, is Alabama's like first real true talent. Um, yeah, or test. I mean, not talent. Excuse me. The real true test because if you look at Alabama, who they've played so far, um, Louisville. But that's the Louisville team of no more Lamar Jackson. Right. Uh, Arkansas State. Blah blah blah. Ole Miss, who they put out sixty-two to seven. I think that was just a statement game, just because of the last. I like, really. I, Sorry, go ahead. Because, like, I remember the last couple of times when Chad Kelly and Kim Kim Dietschy and Treadwell were on that team and uh, Ole Miss beat them twice. That was the Hugh Freeze era. I think this was just a statement for Alabama to say nope. I really hate the argument of, whoa, who has Alabama played? They played Louisville name brand, Arkansas State is butt, Ole Miss name brand, 16th ranked Texas A&M. Yeah, A&M's a sneaky good team this year, actually. Very good team. Mm-hmm. They that, played that's Arca- Jimbo's team right there. Arkansas, who's always there. Mizzou, who obviously is not as good as they have been. Drew Locke. Tennessee, who is not as good as they have been. Nope. They're about to play LSU. They're playing Mississippi State. Then they have Citadel, which is a you know a trap game before right. they play Auburn. Right. 
they they don't have as easy as a schedule as everyone says. No, they I th- really don't. I think what kind of throws people off is just the fact that they just put up so many points that you're immediately inclined to believe all oh, this team is just so much more talented. It's yep. not even fair. Agreed. But I mean. That's that's Bama every year. That's just how their team is set up, and it's the fact that you actually have a capable quarterback who's not afraid to sling the ball now. It's just how it is. Does it worry you at all ever, or not worry you, but excite you or anyway, that Clemson in the coaches pool got two votes for the number one overall team? One of them you have to assume would be Nick Saban because can they vote for themselves? They can, but I feel like like it's frowned upon if you do. So, well, in the – uh, AP poll, they all like 61 votes went to Alabama. Hmm. Coaches poll 60 to Alabama, two to Clemson. Okay, you would assume that Saban is one of the votes for Clemson. I would assume, yeah. I, I don't know who the other one would be, honestly, because I'm no. pretty, I'm pretty sure the Clemson's coach is probably it's probably voting. an ACC team. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but Clemson this year. Have you been able to catch any of them, watch any of them? Anything yes, like I that? have. This has been a very interesting team for them. They didn't got... their coach or quarterback basically? transfer or quit on them or something along that line he didn't, he didn't necessarily quit on them they were in the same position as bama was with having two incumbent quarterbacks so they had um so so bama had um bryant yeah yeah so so clemson or, had, sorry no no, no yeah. i'm okay so clemson had kelly bryant to start the year and then they also got their uh super recruit uh trevor lawrence uh that was the other concern. yeah kelly bryant led this team to an ACC championship and to the playoff last year. and But yet, for some reason, everyone kept talking about how good this Trevor Lawrence is. And this is kind of becoming a thing now that you see in college football where guys who are you know, incumbent freshmen get that playing time over the superior or over the, the seniority type of guys. And I don't know if it's a trend that's going to be continuing or if it's just because these guys are so talented that you have to make them play. But yeah, basically Kelly Bryant got... Kelly Bryant got kind of mad at it and decided to transfer. And this happened the week of um, their game against Syracuse, I believe, where Trevor Lawrence actually got injured during the game. I think it was a concussion. Now, he did not name where he wants to go, correct? No, he is still visiting a couple places as far as I know. I know he was visiting North Carolina at one point. UNC, Arkansas, Missouri are the big ones I see now. All three of those really need quarterback help, especially Mizzou after Drew Locke leaves probably. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Yeah, but none of those are going to get you where you want to go. I mean, granted, being the backup at Clemson isn't either, but... UNC, obviously, they have Mitch Trubisky come out, but they don't have anybody notable as of late. You look at Arkansas, they really have never put out a big-ass prospect aside from Rex Burkhead. (laughs) You know what I mean? Not to be a a jag, but... And then Mizzou, obviously, you know, I love Shane Ray with Denver. I love um, Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's going to be a good quarterback. But none none of those schools are Clemson. So does you? I mean, do you think that takes a huge hit on his recruiting process because he's not already a prolific NFL quarterback prospect? So it's kind of a big question. Yeah, I think he. I think he's just at that point now where he feels disrespected that he's just willing to go out there and just want to play. He wants yeah, to have true. a chance because I mean, if I led my team to a conference championship, got to the playoff, and lost in the semifinals, and then I'm immediately replaced by a freshman, I'd feel slighted. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, what did this freshman do that essentially kind of made him better than me instantly? Just because he was good in high school doesn't mean he's going to translate yep. well to college. Just because he was good in practice doesn't mean he's good in real life. Right. Uh, another team that I find interesting where they're at is number 12 ranked uh, for the coaches pool, 13 in the AP top 25, West Virginia. Yeah. They're having a great year. They are. Uh, I think they slipped up um, 
believe two weeks ago when they were ranked sixth. I can't remember who they lost. Yep. I believe it was Iowa State where they uh, where they lost. But yeah, they, yeah, they're having a very State. they're having a very sneaky good year. But uh, I think the meat of their schedule is coming up at the end of it, though. I they believe. play Baylor, then Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. That is an insane schedule. Yes, it is. Uh, definitely don't sleep on Baylor either. I think Matt Rule's doing a good job, kind of keeping that program balanced with all the scandal that's going on. But yeah, that's that's a gauntlet to end your year right there. So it's going to be tough to see how they finish, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they finish the year in the top twenty-five, but it won't be as high as a lot of people think. So, I, I mean, Iowa State beat number twenty-five Oklahoma State before West Virginia. Yeah, they're not a bad team. They're definitely not the team that should be knocking you off the pedestal. But thirty to fourteen is a pretty big gap for West Virginia to lose by, right? And still remain ranked about twelve or thirteenth. So. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of worries me about West Virginia is they still run that running gun type of yeah. offense that yeah. that Dana Holgerson loves, and I feel like it's that can wild, only because they have Will Greer, who's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I, but every. Everyone in the Big 12 is like that. Every yep. Big 12 team runs that spread, run-and-gun type of offense. And then, I, I mean, it works in some instances, but I feel like it's going to catch up with you eventually because you're going to have to play catch-up every now and then. Agreed. So let's switch over. Let's talk about the NCAA basketball preseason AP poll. Did you look at it yet? Because I know you texted me, but I didn't know if you looked at it. I saw the top five, if I remember correctly, because okay. I know I know Kansas is number one. I know Duke Which, is there. Yeah, I know why? Virginia's yeah. there. So uh, let me let's go through the top five first, okay? And then we can go down because there's obviously some significant names that aren't going to make the top five. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, wow! Breaking news: Marshawn Lynch placed on injured reserve. So that's a nice update from the ESPN. So you have Kansas as number one, okay. Kentucky two, Gonzaga three, Duke four, Virginia five. Okay. Then you go from there. You have Tennessee six, Nevada seventh, wow. eighth is UNC, ninth Villanova, tenth Michigan State. Nevada comes in there. That's surprising. They must have a really good class. Either either a good class or they probably have a good senior team because I remember the Wolfpack were I think they made it to the Sweet Sixteen last year. Yeah, their coach was very was a very big commodity trying to get in the coaching carousel and stuff, but he decided to stay. Good for them. I think that uh, Duke's ranked too low at fourth. Absolutely, <laughs> I think they're ranked too low. I think Zion Williamson is the second coming of Christ. R.J. So. Barrett is yeah. probably just as good too. Jeez, insane. But uh, another name I want to bring up here is UNC at eight. That's kind like, of surprising. For I me. feel like that's fair because I, I I feel like looking at the ACC, Virginia's always that team that has a, a senior. Always good. They have a senior heavy defensive oriented team that will always be good. I think Duke has the top prospects, and, and UNC's kind of like that. UNC has the has the recruits, but they're not guys that are going to be difference makers right now. That's fair. I feel like they're always kind of guys that they come in with a little bit of hype, but they don't take that next level until your sophomore year, at least. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, just to break up the votes here, Kansas got 37 first-place votes, Kentucky got 19, Gonzaga got 1, Duke got 4, Virginia 2, Tennessee 1, and Villanova 1. I can't believe Duke only got 4. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, they'll do prove you, it in the tournament. Do you think it's maybe because of the fact that they lost a lot of seniors too? Yeah, yeah, they lost Grayson Allen. They did. I, I, I When's the last time Kansas has won? Because I'm not knocking Kansas, but I feel like they've been on the downturn of a good program for longer than they've been good i think on the national level they they kind of suffer every now and then but you still got to remember this is a team that i think has won what 20 straight big Big 12 12 titles titles. yeah Yeah, this this is a model of consistency that bill self has right i'm gonna throw something out there i think this could be the year west virginia throws them off really i i west virginia is currently ranked i believe I want to say 13th, so same as their football team. I don't know. Last year, West Virginia had a really good team. I really enjoyed watching them play. Mm -hmm. I I, I would be surprised 
um, if Kansas streak continues till the end of time, which <laughs> obviously, you know, it's more likely to end than not. But West Virginia is my team that I'm picking to throw them off there. Yeah, I kind of I kind of struggle to name any other Big 12 team. I mean, I always like Texas just because I'm a Shaka Smart guy, but I don't think they have that great of a yep. team this year. And so. I'm, I'm cheating, so I'm looking at the actual. No, it's okay. Um, Let's I, see. I struggle with trying to remember the entire roster of college basketball guys because unless because like Pitt's been bad the well, last couple of years, so like I'm not as into it as I should be. Other ranked Big Twelve: Kansas State, West Virginia, and TCU. All the ranked ACC teams. Just to talk about Pitt a little bit: Duke, Virginia, UNC, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Florida State, Clemson. That's <sighs> that's. I mean, honestly, that might be the best. I think that easily has to be the best conference. Oh, ACC the, for sure. You look at the SEC, Tennessee's six, obviously Kentucky's two, um, Auburn's 11, who always has a decent program. That's then a present. you look at Mississippi State, 18, who always has a decent program, LSU at uh, 23. Don't forget about Bama with Avery Johnson, too. They could make a run. And then Florida's not even ranked. Florida's always a team that has a strong nope. group every year. Florida State is there, no Florida. Other notable teams in the top there, Oregon at 14, um, Florida State, as we just said, Michigan at 19, and then you look at UCLA at 21. So those are just some other names in there. UCLA, they're a team that that annoys me every year. Why? I don't know. It's just like UCLA are, are, is that team that always ends up with like with like one of the top prospects in the country, but yet for some reason they don't live up to expectations. Yeah, I can agree with that. I don't know if it's just the Pac-12 is just so confusing to predict or if it's just the level of competition you always play down to. Yeah, it's just hard for me to figure that out because UCLA has that rich history of a program that you have right there. You would think that you'd be able to build some sort of consistent model there. Yeah, you would think so, but that's life. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you're you're in Southern California, man. Like, I feel like you you have such a great basketball hotbed right there that you can pick from. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's break off of there. Let's do uh, football talk because this has been stuff that I have been itching to get to. Unless there's anything you want to talk college again? Uh, not off the top of my head. We'll get to it next week. Okay. Good. <laughs> so yeah, we'll obviously talk a little bit more about the uh, rankings and such as they come out for the various sports. Obviously, yeah. it's kind of the uh, the best thing yeah. to talk about when it comes to early in the season because yeah. it's basically just all speculation at this. We'll point. give we'll give our like early prediction for the college football playoff ranking next week too because it'll come out the day before the podcast has dropped yep yeah i'm picking duke to win it all this year just letting you know in college basketball yeah I was, okay i mean i'd i'll see how the season goes off before i make that prediction <laughs> no duke <laughs> all right so let's get let's break down um let's let's talk a little bit about the overall weekend mm-hmm. games we liked scores we liked players we liked and then we can get into the trades and almost trade today there's a lot of trade um, rumors man it's gonna be a fun fun week so the first game i want to get on and we're just gonna bounce around from game to game to game here okay. uh first one i want to talk about saints ravens did you catch the highlights i i did i cannot believe justin tucker missed an extra point man i can't first, believe it first ever in college or the pros missed extra point came at the literal end of a game where they just scored the game Go like tying game, the tying game. touchdown. Yes. Yeah. So all they had to do, they were up. They was twenty three twenty four. They had to kick the extra point, take it to overtime, play the Saints, and Justin Tucker misses his first ever extra point. That's amazing. Honestly, I, I there's him, something in the water for kickers. I give him so much respect though too because he went up to the media and owned the fact that he missed it too, and he just faced the music and yeah. said, "This was my fault. I can't blame him." But yeah. I don't get what it is about these kickers. Is it literally just the fact that five, five yards really made that much of a difference for you to be off your game so much? I kind of like it, though. 
I mean, I do too. It adds a hint of predict- unpredictability, but at the same time, there's so many kickers that are losing jobs now just from this. It's well, crazy. I think they might have gotten so comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that whole, they get so comfortable that now that there's a little bit of a change, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, people get fired. But but breaking away from that, one of the people that did get fired was Chandler Catanzaro. Yes, And I was. would like to switch over to the <laughs> fact that he hit... 59 yarder to beat the Browns. 59 after he missed the go ahead field goal as time expired in the fourth quarter too. Insane. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield obviously we feel bad for him but not that bad because yeah. now the Steelers are the number 1 in the AFC North. I I feel bad for the Browns, man. They've had four overtime games. Yeah, they got their win. Yeah. But holy shit, man, four overtime games in six games so far this year? Talk about competitive and then just getting your heart ripped out. Yeah, win in regulation, nerds. <laughs> um so <laughs> Not too much talk about in that game. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, Colts-Bills. The only reason is, how do you run a guy like Andrew Luck, who I will stand by the fact that he is arguably the best quarterback we've ever seen Mm -hmm. come out of the draft, like as a fan, blah, blah, blah. Now, you can say, oh, watch Aaron Rodgers come out of the draft. You did not know Aaron Rodgers was going to be this when he was drafted. You did not know. I didn't. I, I could argue that there's not a starting quarterback in the draft that you thought, except for maybe Phil Rivers and Big Ben, that was going to be what they are at the start of it. Because let's look at like some of these quarter. Like I have the teams pulled up. Starting quarterbacks, I'm going to go across the board. Case Keenum, Josh Rosen, Marcus Mariota, Phil Rivers, Cam Newton is Cam one that I'll say. Fair. He was a um, Heisman, so yeah. Carson Wentz, I think you thought he could be good, but there was still so much bust potential. Still. Um, Kirk Cousins, no one thought he was going to be this. No. Uh, Sam Darnold, still to be proven. Yep. Um, Tom Brady, obviously not. Mitchell Trubisky, yeah. I didn't think he was going to be this. I, I thought didn't he was going to be the bust of all busts. Yeah, me too. Um, Jameis Winston, yeah, he's pretty much where we thought he was going to be, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't think anybody thought he was going to be as good as he was last year. They would no, take him. No, there was a lot of ifs and buts about him. So yeah, Blake Bortles, <laughs> uh, Matt Stafford. I think he is exactly where he was projected, except that I think the team is poop. Yes, uh, Drew Brees. Uh, he was a first rounder, but no, he was a second rounder actually. Yeah. Second okay, rounder. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, he was drafted the same year as Ladainian Tomlinson actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Another guy, Dak Prescott, obviously not. Alex Smith, I think he was a bust compared to what his draft was just because of his concussion and That's everything fair. that happened. And he also had um, so many offensive coordinators he had to deal with. It was, yeah, one of those not his fault, but things. Uh, you got Jared Goff, who, yeah, I'd say that he's where I, he belongs, but he's not as good as... I didn't uh, expect him to be that good, though. <laughs> I think when... Well, I, think he's, I think he's better than a system quarterback, but I think he's in the perfect situation to succeed. If you replace Jared Goff right now with Baker Mayfield, I think we would see almost identical situations. You think? I do. I think that Jared Goff is a very talented quarterback. I think he's a very smart quarterback, but I think what that team has built is arguably the greatest football team we'll ever see. Yeah, because the way you have that team built is you have a veteran offensive line, you have a stud of a running back behind you. I mean, I feel like you could but I feel three like great targets. Three great targets. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're kind of set up to succeed right from exactly. the get go too. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think golf is great, but I don't. I don't. What I'm getting at is that none of these quarterbacks in the league, like Matt Ryan, you could argue, but he's only had one MVP season. Yeah, and he went to the Super Bowl loss. Eli Manning has two Super Bowls, but we can all agree he's pretty butt. Yeah, Andy Dalton, and then Patrick Mahomes. I, what I'm getting at is, I think Andrew Luck is the quarterback that is the best to come out of college that the team has ruined him in a way that is unexcusable and everyone should be fired. I like, mean, they, they, they did fire everyone, though. 
Well, this is a whole new regime now that they got. It's a whole them. new regime, but even ownership should have had to give up the team. Like, th- yeah. th- that's how far I'm going. Yes, everyone was fired and replaced, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, the simple fact of the matter is that the talent like that, to not have a solid running game. Now, you could say, well, America had a good. No. To not have a solid running game, to have a very, very pathetic defense, to mm-hmm. have your best receiver be kind of a boomer bust guy. Mm-hmm. All of those are inexcusable for to, that kind of talent. To just now try and get some protection around him, too. It's insane. Yeah, I, it is kind of crazy to think about, which I'm also mad because every single fantasy game I had this week had the Indianapolis Colts defense, and they just destroyed yeah. the Bills. By and the way, that was not service for how good they were. That's yeah. how bad the Bills By the way, shout out to Andrew Luck, by the way. He threw for under 200 passing yards and had four touchdowns. Yeah. That's just because the Colts had them in such great field position. He didn't even need to use the ball. Yep. Uh, tonight's game, we have the Giants-Falcons. What do you see going on there? This is a huge desperation game for both teams. Yep. Very, very big game. Uh, I think Atlanta is slowly starting to find their groove after that very, very impressive win against um, Tampa Bay last week. I am fully expecting Atlanta to win this week, and I'm expecting the downfall of Eli Manning to continue. Yeah, I agree. Um, Speaking of which, uh, do you see Blake Bortles get benched? I did. The reason I ask is because I think it was last year that they were talking about the Eli to Jacksonville. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trade rumors and all that. Yeah, because Matt Hasselbeck on Sunday NFL Cowdenton said, like, if he were... If he were um, Tom Coughlin right now in Jacksonville, he would trade for Eli Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and their team last year was – and that's why I, I put a Facebook page uh, question up today. Who is – and I'll, I'll get your opinion on this now, actually. Okay. Because you don't know the Facebook page, so you didn't see it. Yep. Who is the MVP that is a non-quarterback right now? Right now? I said it's very hard to vote against Todd Gurley. And there were a couple people that tossed out, like, their names, and obviously someone said every team has one. Um, but one of the people, which is Dre, said that he thinks it could be arguably Leonard Fournette. Not like MVP award winning, but like who but, is the most important to their team that is not a quarterback. And he said Fournette because look how that team could not control the ball on offense yeah. without him. Yeah, and you have that defense just falling apart too because yep. of the fact that they're not playing with a lead. Yep. Yeah, you know what? That That's actually kind of fair to say when you put it from that perspective. Uh, if you're putting it from the overall season perspective, I feel like it's kind of tough to not pick Todd Gurley just because yeah. he's putting up numbers that you cannot imagine. I yeah. saw this. Todd Gurley is outscoring the Buffalo Bills team this year. <laughs> he has 80. Todd Gurley has 86 points. The Bills have 81 so far Jeez, this year. Man. How That is mind-boggling about that. Now... The thing that I would actually be interested to know, how good would the Rams be if you didn't have Todd Gurley? So if, um, you, would have, if you would have had like an average running back in that team, like with um, with the good offensive line, a solid quarterback, still have your same targets. They'd be fine. They'd be fine? Yes. Okay. Because their backups right now, Malcolm Brown, Justin Davis, and then John Kelly, who John Kelly was taken last year in the draft, who I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, though, I put them in the same situation as us with Connor and Bell. Okay, I think their offense is good enough to be like efficient with anybody in there because of their offensive line. Um, obviously, Gurley gives them that next level ability. But if you plugged in, say, say you know, knock on, knock on wood, because we don't wish that. But say Todd Gurley gets hurt, and okay. they're like, "Wow, we need to trade for someone." Yeah. Looking around the NFL, um, trying to think of some teams with guys that would definitely either not definitely but would consider it. I mean, you look at, um, I mean, one of the Seattle guys maybe. I was Seattle gonna say Seattle has like just a 
depth a of weird, running backs. Weird depth chart. Yeah. Um, but let's say they go they go to Baltimore and they get Buck Allen. Okay. I think Buck Allen does fine. I think he's not Todd Gurley. Right. But I think any running back put in that situation is going to do just fine. Mm. So it's more of the system built around him. But we can't knock the fact that Gurley's just a once-in-a-generation type of running it back. Is, yes, yeah. And I think that the Steelers' offense is allowing James Conner to do it. Now, James Conner is proven right now to be a great running back. Right. But I think our offense is letting him open his wings up to that, and I think that we could see that with it. I, I think because I bring this up every single time, and the guys, D'Angelo Williams did great with our team as well. He did. So I think anybody could run into what Todd Gurley is prepared. I think the same as Zeke his rookie year. Almost any running back behind his rookie year's offensive line is going to do well. Right. They are not going to give you the ability. Like what Todd Gurley gives you is that if the offensive line takes a day off, Todd Gurley's still going to go for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen with another running back. But if everyone's on their peak play and Goff can get the ball slinging and they're not worried about just shutting down the run, mm-hmm. I think any running back has a chance. No, that, that's fairly accurate. Especially with people don't realize just like you can draft no matter what type of rookie running back you can have, but if you don't have the line behind you, yep. you're screwed. And, I mean, it's amazing when you think about this, it's amazing how good Saquon Barkley's been because that O-line isn't as Terrible, great as a lot yeah. of people. It's, it's awful when you think about and it. And I think what Saquon Barkley has done for that team is make it so the line doesn't have to be good because they basically now are so worried about the run that Eli could, in theory, run or throw, which he, he doesn't. I don't know. No. Honestly, I still think drafting Barkley is, was a mistake and not a quarterback simply based on the fact that that team is still a bum team Mm -hmm. like they have no chance right now of doing anything significant so then you look at next year and next year and next year and i think that they basically threw their future away unless they like davis webb which i don't think they do no i doubt um they really kind of screwed themselves too because this upcoming draft is just not good for quarterbacks we touched on it with justin herbert unless you know shea patterson or dwayne haskins come out of nowhere and become that guy that they want as your franchise quarterback which i doubt because highly doubt i highly doubt because i mean they're having good years right now but they weren't coming into the season as projected top picks so it's it, it's a lot to digest for the Giants I don't know necessarily if it was a bad idea to take the best player in the entire draft it's it's kind of hard for me to go against that logic because me and you have always been touched on this I'm a talent guy you're more positional yeah. you're more positioned so it's just it's a weird dynamic so let's look at and I did say I want to bring it up and I haven't brought it up so mm-hmm. let's look at this is from WalterFootball.com. Which Shout out, because I love these guys. Yeah. The 2019 three-round mock draft. We're not going to go through all three rounds. I want to go through maybe top like 10, 15. That's fair. Number one right now, New York Giants take Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. Okay. Now, I do want to say the next quarterback off the board, just because if they don't take Herbert, he goes back to school or something. Oh, he apparently goes to nine. Hmm. You lied, Walter Football. <laughs> um, oh, there we go. It's another link. Oh, okay. The next quarterback taken, Wolf. Yeah, this site's kind of messed up. Uh, no, 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 I was saying Wolf because it, it, I don't know if it's far away. Or, yeah. But what I'm getting at is that the next quarterback off the board is pretty far away. Yeah. So it, it's not like a oh well, we'll just take the next best guy. It's it's apparently they think Herbert's pretty high. But anyways, let's just go to the top nine real quick. That's fine. So Herbert to New York. Uh, the Colts get the next pick. They take Nick Bosa, Ohio State. Oh, that was something I forgot to bring up to you. What are your thoughts on him leaving school early to train for the draft? Fine with it. 
I, I really don't care about college football and their alliances and their whole, uh, he should want to put, no, no, no. Nick Bosa knows he's going to be a top five pick easy. Yeah. Get your money. Plus, the other thing, too, is he was injured with a with a core injury. I believe it was yeah. his groin. So the I remember his dad was interviewed, and it said something about how he, would, he could be back in December. But, I mean, if you think about it, by December, a lot could change by then. A ton could change. Yeah, you might not even be playing for a, a national championship by then. So what's the point of rushing yourself back? Yep, agreed there, man. It's just one of those things, um, and I actually, no, that one's not doing either. But no, I agree. I, I think Nick Bosa should take all the time off in the world he needs because everyone knows what he can do. I think this is the uh, Jadavion Clowney situation. Everyone kind of knows what he's capable of, so whatever. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, 49ers take Quinnen Williams, DT, out of Alabama. Ooh, surprising. I would have thought some more guys. The Cardinals take Ed Oliver. That's who I would have thought. Yeah, agreed. Those two are very good. The Raiders take uh, Cleveland Farrell. Klein Farrell. Klein, thank you. Yeah, Klein Farrell. Another stud. I mean, that Clemson defensive line is just nasty. Agreed. Uh, Derek Brown goes to the Falcons. Okay. uh, Out of Auburn. Yeah. Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State goes to the Broncos. Like him a lot. Greg Little from Ole Miss. He's an offensive tackle. Goes to the Bills. Mm -hmm. And the Bucks take cornerback out of Georgia, DeAndre Baker. He is like he's like my pipe dream for the Steelers. (laughs) Basically, what I'm getting at with all this is that skill positions are going to be very ugly in this draft. Um, oh, this is like, I think it was the one thing. This is like a meat and potatoes draft. Yeah, These are the ones absolutely. that you build your lines across for, and I, I appreciate that. Like, I, I'm going to like that, but, yeah, this is not a sexy draft this year. Yeah. So I do want to bring up, so on uh, CBS Sports, they did the QB watch. Mm-hmm. They have Herbert as one. Okay. Ryan Finley out of NC State is two. I think he's underrated. I really like Ryan Finley. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I like him too. I just, I don't know. So my boy Drew Locke, mm-hmm. number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Greer, four. Daniel Jones at Duke, five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the big mistake here? No Shea Patterson and no, no Dwayne Haskinson. Yeah. They must really have Suck a knockdown it. on Shea CBS. Patterson, man. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but it's my dude. I'm sticking with him. All right, so let's talk a little bit about these trades that happened today, or the one that happened and the one that might happen. So if you're unaware, the Dallas Cowboys traded a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, wide receiver from the Oakland Raiders, obviously was previously with Alabama, mm-hmm. um, arguably the best receiver they have had, probably the best receiver they've had since Julio. Cooper has never been able to really find his footing. His best years came as wide receiver two behind Crabtree. Mm-hmm. Drops, bad games. Um, he is able to go off. He has put up games with two touchdowns and 220 yards. Oh, his, big rook- issue. his rookie year was just so good. He put up some ridiculous stats yep. there. But the issue is drops, bad, uh, terrible hands, bad routes, can't separate. What do you see for him in the Cowboys? Well, that's what's crazy because the thing when he was coming out was that he was such a polished route runner. Yep. I, I don't understand what it was. He could run happened. every route was the the thing. So it's it's weird that he can't – I don't know. He just seems to have forgotten how to play football. <laughs> that's a good argument. Um, well, the one thing that me and you were talking about too is just first off the fact that they got a first-round pick for him. Insane. It really puts in perspective the trade value – logic in the NFL when yeah, it comes well, to this. Yeah, well, someone brought up that this has to impact what we can get for Le'Veon Bell. It has to. Because the Sim- other... Th- yeah, yeah sorry, Well, no, because the thing is, is that with Amari Cooper, I think you have him for two years if you pick up his fifth-year option, at least. So, obviously, it's kind of like, there's no way you're going to get a first-round pick now for Le'Veon Bell. You shouldn't even have thought you would get a first-round pick to begin with, but... If you need another year at least in order to get a first round, you're probably get best going to get maybe a third for yeah. Bell, when you think about it. I don't know, dude. Cooper, like, 
Jerry Jones has come out and said it's so hard to find a number one wide receiver. Dude, you, 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 I don't know. I could go on about skill positions for the Dallas Cowboys because obviously Beasley is a decent across the middle slot guy. Right. Alan Hearns, they picked up. He's been meh. Yeah. I mean, uh, who they got the rookie this year? Michael uh, Gallup. Yeah. Michael Gallup. Thank you. I think he's the guy they had the most hope for, but it's hard to trust a a wide a rookie to be your top guy, especially when they you draft in like what the second or third round. Well, realistically, I think Jason Garrett's feeling the pressure when they made this deal because mm-hmm. he's basically saying, "Look, I could get fired. Let's get someone now and see if we can try and fix this." I think Cooper is going to get targeted heavy. You think? I do. I think mm-hmm. he is going to get targeted heavy in this Dallas offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it takes a toll on everyone else there positional-wise for fantasy. Well, the other thing, too, to look at, I mean, with Jason Witten retired, he doesn't really have that safety blanket now that he could probably dink and dunk down the middle. Like, nope. you rem- like I remember the one game that, that they beat the Lions on. I mean, they needed they needed Ezekiel Elliott to come out of the backfield to go down the route. They, I would argue that um, – Cole Beasley's becoming that. I would too. He had a really good game against Jacksonville, and he's yeah. becoming a guy that defenses now have to really pay attention to, especially especially in their game against uh, Washington. He got yeah. some good looks in that game. Which, that's another kicker that missed a game winner. Their <sighs> rookie kicker or whatever that made Dan Bailey quit. You bet you wish you missed quit. Dan Bailey, huh? <laughs> Idiots. Oh. Um, no, no, so let's talk about the one that might happen real quick. So Patrick Peterson has come out and asked the Cardinals to trade him before the October 31st deadline. Which I don't blame him in the slightest. The guy's in one of them. He's the, the most elite cover corner in the NFL right now. Yep, easily. easily. Um, but one of the things is I don't see him be getting a first-round pick trade value, even with this Cooper situation, just because he's a bit older. Yeah, he's um, kind of like in the weird mix that Joe Hayden was yep. when we got him. It was like they cut him. We signed him to a three-year deal on the cheap. I wouldn't say Ugh. on the cheap, but I mean. On the cheap for Hayden. I would love if the Cardinals just cut him and let us sign him. But A.B. came out and said championship on lock, P2, Patrick Peterson, to the Steelers. Arguably, that would be the missing piece for me. In the Steelers secondary, because Artie Burns has been absolutely Artie Burns has been the biggest bust in football history at this mm-hmm. point. Um, it's just, just hard to understand him. what the hell happened to him because I mean it, it's been two years. You could see some sort of steady progression, and then this year it's just like what happened for him for me was that Cincinnati took our guy, and we, yeah, you know we talk about this all the time. We Cincinnati took our guy, so we said, "What's the next best corner?" Artie Burns, even though he was a second round value, we took him. And the Steelers love to do this whole, well, we knew about this guy, and that was our guy, and mm. we're going to train him. Blah, blah, blah. Tyrell Edmonds this year. Watt last well, year, even though be, Watt turned out to be To be fair, Terrell, be Edmund, Terrell Edmonds is having a decent year so far. He's having an okay year, but there were other guys that were impact now guys that I, I get we're trying to help the secondary, this and that. Right. It was just one of those things where they he definitely wasn't a first-round grade. That's true. Watt's not a first-round grade, even though Watt has come out to be He's working. an absolute Stud workhorse that'll be our defense for years to come. Right. Burns is not a first-round grade. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's just so many guys recently that they have taken that aren't that first-round grade now. Granted, for, the grade doesn't always work. True. A lot of the time, the grade is completely wrong, or there's guys that should have been graded higher and weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where the Steelers seem stuck in this mentality of, we know who we want. Nobody else is going to know about this guy. We're taking him. We're going to prove to everybody that our draft analytics are amazing. Right. And I hate the people that say, well, they found A.B. in this. No, they didn't find A.B. Antonio Brown was passed up by every team 
five times. That's why his number is 84, because it's eight times four, the number of teams that passed him up. Exactly. Even yeah. the Steelers passed him up. Don't That's tell true. me that they found a, Yeah, they did find it, but at the same time, they were just taking a six-round pick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, not knocking. The, he's obviously arguably the greatest wide receiver of all time, the best we've ever seen. If he gets a championship, he'll be the greatest Steeler player, arguably, in a generation. But what it comes down to is that nobody knew what he was. So draft grades can, you know, it's all about your work. Adam oh, Thielen is another great name. Oh, yeah. Adam Thielen wasn't even drafted. He, What came out of nowhere for him? The guy's on probably one of the best years of his career. He's had seven straight games with 100 receiving yards. He's having one of the best game or best careers of any wide receiver ever. Yeah. I could argue Adam Thielen could be MVP so far this year. That was my dad's vote. That. Yeah. On the conversation, my dad's vote said uh, Thielen. I said, especially with Rudolph and Diggs not performing the way they could, Cooks being hurt, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins transitioning in, Thielen has been the best receiver in football other than my boy DeAndre Hopkins, I think. Yeah, that's fair. DeAndre's definitely benefited from finally having a quarterback. He's He is a freaking freak, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that guy. Hmm. Uh, Greg, do we miss anything? Not off the top of my head, although one one <laughs> one superlative that I wanted to bring up to you, and I think we touched on this really yeah. quick. I don't know if the, I don't know if this was this past week or it was like a couple weeks ago, but we I was wondering what are your thoughts on uh, Habib Nurmagomedov, the uh, we did, yeah. the uh, <laughs> the biggest you know conversation starter in MMA right now, coming out and saying that he wants to fight Floyd, and then Dude, Floyd commenting saying, "Print the money." Khabib cannot strike, so it blows my mind. That he would want to go up against boxing against foot. Like, could be, it's not that he can't strike, because obviously he can, he can strike. But if you look at everything as a whole, he is a ground game. He is arguably the, rest, the best BJJ like wrestler we've ever seen. Right. So for him to be like, I want to fight Floyd is strictly a paycheck. Oh, absolutely. And I, I wouldn't even buy that one. I don't care about that fight. I wouldn't want to watch that at all. What, he jumped out of the ring, so now I'm supposed to be like, oh, I'll buy it. No, if Connor fights again, I'll watch that because they can do You know, the other thing about the Khabib fight that with Floyd that wouldn't make sense, Khabib cannot smack talk. He can do it after the fight. Mm-hmm. Leading up to the promo with Connor, and granted, maybe it was because that fight meant more to him than promo, and that's fair. That is fair. But, and all of his fights, he doesn't do much smack talk or promo. He lets his fighting do the talking, and that's not what people pay big money in boxing to do. That is oh, okay. That's fair, especially in boxing. You are definitely so, right on that. Just a thought. Yeah. What do you think about it? I mean, I think it'd be more entertaining if you actually see Floyd step in the octagon, which will probably never happen. He won't. Chicken legs. Do you think that would ever happen? That he would consider doing it no, for the right money? It'd be embarrassing. He, he would have to do it for triple what he got boxing because he would get his ass handed to him so fast it wouldn't even be funny. I remember like I remember the one time James Tony tried to fight Randy Couture and Couture made him <laughs> tap in like a minute. Yeah. That was like, yeah. That's, it's just a different it's a different game completely. Just the same as any MMA fighter going to strictly boxing. Mm-hmm. You're telling a guy with 10 weapons he can only use one of them. Right. Like, and then you're telling a guy with one weapon that he now has to use all of these. It's 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 the same exact... It's like, honestly, if... um, It's like making conor mcgregor go to a wrestling match he's not going to do as well as a pure wrestler and that pure wrestler is not going to do as well in the octagon as a trained mma artist that's true it'll be entertaining this is something that always kind of bugged me too about boxing is that i feel like now we're kind of we're kind of ruined with mma that we expect so much more from fighting now i'm amazed that boxing still is even around well, it's going to be Real Steel, the movie with you, Jack. We're basically, he was like, everyone wants bloodier and bloodier, so we just made robots to kill each other. I'm excited for that. <laughs> That'd be entertaining. All right, Greg. Well, I think that's enough for today. Uh, our first podcast back apparently. <laughs> Remember, guys, we do have the live Facebook show on Thursdays from 6 to 7. Uh, the podcast obviously dropped Monday night. Check it out Tuesday morning. 
We also have another podcast coming up, which I keep saying it's coming up, and Nico keeps pushing it off due to Fig and Ash, the new restaurant, but we will be having a culture cast come out. Um, no name yet, but basically it'll be about entertainment movies. Honestly, Greg and I might start it next week just to get mm-hmm. it off the ground and tell Nico he can show up if he wants. Yes. My bomb of a brother. Uh, do we? What are the What are the front runners for the names, by the way? Got Don't worry ideas? about it. All, all right, right guys. Uh, check out our point of apparel for all the clothing and t-shirt options. Check out thoughtsfromthebench.com. Two Beers Deep live on Facebook from 6 to 7. And uh, that's pretty much all of the shameless plugs. Thank you very much. Can't wait to watch us on video. Hey,